hey, ladies, <laughs> look at my chest hair. Like, not that that's in or it might be in. I, I don't, don't have know. any chest I hair. I always man. thought that that was one of the weirdest, like, uh, so like body mores for dudes. Because there's like this double, there's this double sided coin where, like, on one hand, people are like, ew, chest hair, not supposed to show your chest hair. But on the other side of the coin, like, wasn't everything you ever didn't want to do told to you as you should do it to put hair on your chest as yeah. in that was positive? Yeah. yeah. So it's like both positive and negative. I always thought that was like so frustratingly weird. Well, I, I, I think it's beautiful. I, I, I really <laughs> I really like chest hair. I, I wish I had more. I have some and I, I wish I had more like Thomas. I just I just have like like I have some. I have that, zero. See over well, there. Well, what's crazy is you'd be warm in the winter. It cuts off. It cuts off like right here. Oh, it's well. like it's <laughs> like a Batman symbol on my chest almost. It's very bizarre. Now it's cool again. <laughs> <laughs> We're on an emotional a, roller coaster called Thomas's <laughs> chest hair. Now it's cool again. <laughs> abundantly clear so i'll tell you you made it pull up a chair it's the tv boys this is the show where we the boys we talk about tv uh i'm izzy who else we got here this week i'm thomas and i'm johnny nice that's who i expected to be here this week i, I asked no every surprises time, just in <laughs> case because you never know uh this week who are we talking about boys i'm talking about the one and only the talented, the always beautiful, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. What what a talent. If uh if you don't know, I feel like if you don't recognize the name immediately, you should, because she's so talented. But what I know her from right off the bat, and we'll talk more about it later, but she's one of the leading roles on HBO's Westworld. She's Maeve. So that's who that's the, the the actress we're talking about, Tandy Newton. But uh, uh, if you didn't know, uh, she was born in Westminster, London. Uh, so another another English person for our podcast. Uh, her 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 birthplace in some in some sources is is incorrectly reported as other things, but she's confirmed it. She's from London. I believe her. The uh, <laughs> her name. Uh, is I believe taken from a, a Zulu word uh, that means beloved. So that's cool. It's a pretty unique name. Definitely don't know any other Tandies. Um, I'm sorry. Where do they speak Zulu? I think uh, Zimbabwe. That... Okay. Which I which I believe is where her mother's from. I believe her father's from England. Nice. But uh, I believe I'm sure it's you know spoken elsewhere as well. But I believe uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, she. She, uh, I don't know exactly what you call the title, but, um, she's been appointed an officer of the order of the British empire an OBE. That was just, uh, this, uh, two years ago, 2019. 
uh, for her services to film and, and charity. So that's cool, you know. An OBE. Uh, OBE. Is it almost like a, a sir? Is it, it, is it like it's one all, of those like christenings? Right. Give you this it, well, title. It, it is very much like that. It's not. It's not to that level to mm-hmm. be to be a sir or dame. Yeah. Um. You have to be knighted, I believe. Okay. Uh. But like, for example, you can do a tandy. Um, you can be a dame, sir. I think so because Sir Patrick Stewart was um given an o- was was made an officer of the made an OBE in I believe two thousand ten or eleven, and then. Or or maybe two thousand one. But point is, he 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 was he was OBE, and then ten years later he was knighted. Okay, so nice. that's where he gets the sir from, uh, which it always confused me because I would see Sir Patrick Stewart and then like OBE. So I thought that's what makes him sir, but it's being knighted, and OBE is not not quite night level but you're on the right track at that point the things you learn when you're researching television (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sure it's like it's like saying like the difference between i don't know something like mundane and obvious to 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 us but like for for someone who actually knows the british system yeah yeah well of course president's higher rank than like governor yeah what do you well duh but like uh i always thought the obe in parentheses was what made sir patrick stewart sir yeah but it, it's not it's That's two not separate case. two separate things but uh as, as far as uh some of tandy newton's television work goes because that's what we're here to talk about do you want to talk about some of her some of her early work yeah so uh her earliest well it's actually not her earliest she has two other uh like made for tv films that came out before this but uh the first like big role in a television series she was in is uh, NBC's ER, which uh, ran from 2000. Uh, oh wait, well she was on the show from 2003 to 2005. Uh, she played, uh, I believe it's Makemba, uh, in in quotes Kim uh, Likasat Likasat. I don't know how to say her last name. I watched an episode today that she was in, but they didn't uh, say her name very much. Um, she's the love interest of John Carter. Uh, she reprises her role for the uh, series finale. ER is an, Amer- is an American medical drama television series created by novelist and medical doctor Michael Crichton. So how cool is that? Yeah, we that, talked like, about him on the uh, um, end of the year uh, Yeah, episode. the best shows of the year. But also we talk about him in just our day-to-day because like... I love that dude's books. Uh, yeah, he's I love his writing and awesome writer. As and I, well, I and thought movies. it was crazy that he made ER. Yeah, I is, didn't. I didn't know that. And I, well, I guess I also didn't know that he was a medical doctor himself. I didn't, yeah, but, I didn't, but, know, that but I didn't know that either. Yeah, but that wouldn't makes you, a lot of sense. Would you think he would title his or like put his pen name as Doctor Michael Crichton? <laughs> right. right. I feel right. like yeah. That's if you go to school long enough. To become a doctor, I yeah. I would put that in front of my name. I, I know that, but like I remember reading some of his books and thinking like the way he goes into science and like you know just like anatomy and like he writes so intelligently. I was just like, this guy has to be brilliant. Wow, he's a doctor. Now we know. Uh, but anyway, back to ER. Uh, when I was um, looking up uh, stuff about Tanny Newton, came to ER. On the Wikipedia page, Dude, it I said love this. I ER, love that you found this. not to be confused with E slash R. <laughs> so E slash R, I, I think 
aired a year before ER, and it only had one season. But it's an American. I think it was ten years before. Was it ten years? Was it ten years before? Oh yeah, ninety four. You're right, uh, because E slash R was uh, in the eighties. But it's an American sitcom that aired on CBS uh, from September sixteenth, nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty five. But E slash R starred George Clooney and Mary McDonnell who would also be later cast in NBC's ER without the slash. Right. So, like, they they were actually in ER, but they were in the other ER. Yeah. So, like, I remember hearing, I remember hearing, like, oh, yeah, George uh, George Clooney, like, gained a lot of popularity from being on ER. And then when I found out uh, there was, like, two ERs, I was like, well, which one is he on? And then then I kept scrolling down. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was absolute, but it was two, two different actors who played on E slash R and ER. Uh, For anybody who's wondering, because I was wondering, uh, while essentially a comedy, so like E slash R is essentially a comedy, but it also has dramatic elements uh, stemming from the hospital setting. Uh, But yeah, that's... It's so funny to me, because like, of course... Of course, everybody's heard of ER, even if you've never watched an episode. Like, you've heard of Law and Order. You've yeah. heard of ER. And to know George Clooney is a major figure on ER, and then that there's also another medical drama <laughs> slash comedy, called, also called ER, also starring George Clooney. <laughs> it's, just, it's so weird. So now when, like, I wonder which ER people are thinking of, when they say they know George Clooney from ER, it's probably ER without the slash. Right, probably, probably <laughs> more, NBCs, more but it could be CVSs because yeah. they're both right. <laughs> uh, uh, ER, NBC's ER, the more famous, the longer running one, I guess I should say. Made by Michael uh, Crichton. I don't know like if there's any more recent data because I just saw this snippet on Wikipedia, but as of 2014... Uh, ER has grossed over $3 billion oh in television gosh. revenue. That, my friend, is a hefty sum. Yeah. That, my friend, is a television show that has and is apparently standing the financial test of time. Yeah. <laughs> so being a part of that is probably cool for everybody. And I don't just mean to like tie it all to money, but I, I feel like that is an indicator of success, at least in you know, the, the U S market of television. Yeah. Uh, I actually, um, I had never seen it before and, uh, I watched an episode. Uh, it's all, it's all on Hulu if anybody wants to watch ER. Um, but I watched an episode with Tandy Newton in it and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. It's, I mean, it's along the same lines as, you know, house or, uh, you know, it's, it's, got drama a lot of yeah. things going on you care about the people people are coming into a hospital and somebody has to help them out it's uh yeah it's good tv I, i'm it's sure solid. i'm sure there's many other entries in the genre but i feel like it helped like solidify a a staple of you know every channel has their medical drama every chant or every network has their medical drama and every network has their sitcom about a family and every yeah. network has their you know, police drama, like that it helped solidify that like, yeah, you can do like everyone should just have a show about hospitals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause it, I mean, it watch. ran for over 10 years. So any show that can do that is uh, doing really good. Another thing that Tandy Newton was in is 
Rogue. It it was a uh, a show that it was on the Audience Network, and so uh, this is just a little aside. Mm-hmm. I just think this is weird. Um, the Audience Network no longer exists. It's now defunct, but AT and T owned it, and then earlier. Well, not this year, because now we're on to a new, fresh, beautiful year. (laughs) But uh, less than a year ago, in May 2020, they, like, canceled all programming on the Audience Network and just made it a Barker channel for HBO Max. A Barker channel, if you're not familiar with the phrase, because I wasn't, but I found it pretty interesting when I looked into it, is just a channel that is just advertising something. So like a channel showing you like ads for things on HBO Max telling you like, you know, you sign up now for blah, blah, blah. And you'll have access just like advert. Like it's basically Mm. digital signage. But when you convert a channel to digital signage, the, the term is a Barker channel apparently. So like what was an actual network that like, bought rights to FX and FXX shows to like show on their, their channel AT&T shut down and converted to just advertising for HBO max. But who would watch that channel? Who would watch the commercial channel? (laughs) That seems absurd, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Am I, I don't understand loop somehow. No, I like, okay. <laughs> no, I think it's just like if you're flipping channels like in a hotel room, and yeah. one of them's just ads for like the restaurants near you on a loop, okay, like well, that. Yeah, that makes but sense. But for like HBO Max, but like an AT and T owned, like they they didn't found the audience network. They purchased this channel, ran, bought programs to run on it. I. I I don't understand it. I thought it was wacky, so that's why I that's why I had just had to mention it. Uh, but anyways, Rogue. I got more questions, but yeah, let's move on. Yeah, uh, for sure. Rogue, that Rogue is like a twenty the... minute talking point. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's a TV show that was created by Matthew Parkhill, who created Deep State, uh, which is a show you may have heard of. I really mostly mentioned Deep State because it stars Walter Goggins, who I just love i think he's great he's from justified anyways sorry um rogue is a police drama uh starring tandy newton uh that's why we're talking about it it's set in northern california uh it filmed in vancouver because of course that's where beautiful things are filmed and then they say they're in california <laughs> well isn't there like tax breaks for yeah that's in, in that's true too. canada they have, they so have that's a pretty big film scene a up ton there, of ton of stuff gets filmed i think it's for a reason i think it's because yeah. it looks nice for such a large portion of the year Uh, but it's one of those uh canadian american british co-productions um that i believe was like on the audience network in america and on the canadian movie network or movie central i wonder uh, if that's their white north i wonder if that's their hbo movie network home box office uh but uh, I believe Tandy Newton plays Grace Travis and uh, begins as a, a she's a, a San Jose police officer working undercover in Oakland to bring down Jimmy Laszlo's criminal enterprise. And after her son is murdered. Spoilers. 
spoilers watch out <laughs> maybe i don't uh, know she she and jimmy discover they have a common purpose so like i don't know who murders her son but apparently she and this criminal criminal mastermind jimmy laszlo have a common enemy um what else can you tell me about about road um so i i put this down to uh this was pretty po- prominent in my research uh so t- Tandy Newton discussed her traumatic experiences uh, with Rogue and Vulture uh, magazine in 2020. Uh, she was upset by being uh, the token black person for a show set in Oakland, California. I'm assuming that's a primarily black area. Um, yeah. I have not been there myself. So I, I read I, I read some interviews. She was talking about it and was like, why aren't the people in the background black? Why aren't other characters black? Why am I just like... She was uncomfortable with the the representation of the demographics of the place this was supposed to be set in from the jump. Yeah. When when was this shot? Uh, Rogue. Yeah. Uh, I believe. I believe was it tw- was it. Uh, it's mid twenty ten. Twenty thirteen. So like thirteen to twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's when it aired on TV. So it's probably you know because like I've I've been to filmed. Oakland and I'm not I'm not disputing I don't live there. Yeah, my yeah. aunt and uncle live there and like at least their neighborhood is extremely gentrified. Like if it yeah. was if it was different prior, um, my experience has not been that. Yeah, but like I don't know, I don't know. That that could be, but I but I think it was uh, th- that was just one symptom of overall. Did you have? Yeah, yeah. So uh, she goes on to say that uh, she was forced into doing a topless scene um, and wasn't released from her second season contract uh, when she decided uh, when she declined to do the nude scene. Uh, she stated that Matthew Parkhill, the showrunner and executive producer, asked her scene partner to uh, pull her top down forcibly without consent. Uh, she was Yikes. written yeah. off the show in the third season. So, like... Like, she, I, like they, they asked her to do it topless in advance, and she said no. Like, that makes it... Like, it's already wrong and unforgivable to do it without asking, but, it like, to double down to on the fact and, that they, like, said, we want you to do a topless scene. And, and she said no. And she said no, and then they told the other actor to rip her top off. So, like, honestly, uh, when I first started reading about this show, because I did try to watch uh, an episode of every TV show she's been in, uh, because this is the TV boys, she's been in a lot of movies, which I'm sure we'll mention at some point, uh, a lot of big movies. But, like, I reading the uh, synopsis of the show, I was like, man, this sounds really cool. I really want to watch that. But uh, after reading what she said about her experiences, I was like, what? I don't want to watch this at all now. Like that. I don't want right. to give it any, like, any exa- play exa- time. I, if, if like I, we pick Tandy Newton because we love her and we think she's an awesome actress. And if like, I know that she was mistreated. extremely uncomfortable and mistreated on this show. I'd so like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't end up watching it. I don't know. You know, if she would want people to watch it, I, I don't know, but like, yeah, that just made me uncomfortable. Uh, but uh, moving on, the well, next, oh, sorry. Just, just another thing. So she left. She left that show, uh, probably. You know, thankfully, uh, but also like, um, in, in part, I'm sure, uh, for for many reasons, but in part at least because she was going to Westworld, and they were like, apparently, like really shitty to her about leaving, and. We're not not cool to her on set about it. I mean, in general, obviously not. But yeah. But uh, 
specifically over that and her character. Um, she said in an interview that just got killed miserably and dumped into a laundry container by, she said, a nasty guy who is a great actor because she like supports some of the other actors on Rogue. Yeah. But like you said, like you said, I can't, I can't like support Rogue because I know what happened to her now. But, uh, she said the last shot of her is sinking down into garbage, like into sewage. And then on the size on the side of the garbage disposal tank, it says Westworld garbage disposal. Really? Ooh, yeah. That is some shade. Yeah. Dude. Because they knew she was, you know, she was going to Westworld. It already was like leaving the show for that, that they were just like trying like shit on, like shitting all night, but with the bad death. And then just like saying your Westworld garbage, like, yeah, f- fuck, fuck them, dude. Yeah. So didn't watch that show. What's, what's sad to me though is that scene right with the garbage and it's saying Westworld garbage or trash disposal or whatever could have been very positive and could right. have been could have been like that exact same scene right but just her could like, have been very uh, yeah. positive had she been like oh my experience was excellent yeah right. the that they, scene would have been like oh with a farewell they sent you with off a, like go a, on to Westworld a wink towards my next show or yeah something. yeah but it and was like done very maliciously yeah that's sounds just like. It's sad. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what year it happened, but I do know that one of my favorite shows, American Dad, was once graced with the presence of Tandy Newton. She was a voice in uh, an episode, the Camp Refugi episode, which I, if I remember correctly, was pretty early. Yeah. Probably still in the Fox era, because American Dad eventually, now, now it's on TBS, but was on Fox, but she was Makeva in the, in the camp Refugi, which is, of course, you know, trying to be a play on words for refugee, I believe. Yeah, so the uh, Stan, no. What's the kid's name? Steve. Steve, Steve. Steve, uh, Stan, Stan wants to send Steve to a summer camp, hmm. and he says he's going to send him to Camp Refugi. And then <laughs> he's already <laughs> sent, and then he shows somebody else, like, I sent him to Camp Refugi. And she, uh, I think it's his sister. She was like, that says refugee. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he sent him to like a Somalian <clears throat> refugee camp. I will say that uh, she, uh, Tandy Newton is not uh, in this episode a ton. I did watch it today just to uh, just to see it again because yeah. I love American Dad. Uh, she's not in it a ton, but she is uh, Steve's love interest in that camp. But, Kills the snake, wa- walks out of the water yeah, to like in slow motion carrying the snake. Israel remembers. Um, let me see if I can find it. So well, it's when one of I, your favorite shows, I re- yeah, I really love this show. <laughs> yeah. Hold on one second. Where is it? So I think it's, um, on Wikipedia, it says camper Fugi is the first episode of the third season of American dad. So I went to Hulu because I know American dad's on Hulu and I go to the first episode of the third season and it says vacation goo. And I was like, well, what is going on here? And I think we, I think it, yeah, I remembered. I thought you might've brought it yeah. up before. So I go back to season two and it says, uh, camper Fugi on Hulu is, uh, episode one of season two. And I was like, Oh snap. Wikipedia has, uh, has like something wrong in it. 
and I can edit it. I'm going to fix this for him. <laughs> so I go to edit Wikipedia on the Camp Refugi page, right? right? Uh, to fix it, ju- just go from, you know, season one of episode or episode one of season three to episode one of season two. Uh, here is, I, I brought, I-, I took a screenshot just so I could show you guys, but on the going to edit Wikipedia on this page, the first thing that you see co- that comes up, it says before editing this, editing this page, specifically the season number please read the following message any edit made in in uh disregard to this will be promptly uh reverted blah 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 blah. uh this is an ongoing dispute regarding the number of seasons that american dad has aired that stems from the first 23 episodes of the series the conflict is whether those uh 23 episodes are a part of the first season or whether the first uh first seven episodes comprise the first season while the latter 23 episodes comprise the second wikipedia formed a consensus on this issue to take a stance and chose to adopt the latter one that uh the first 23 episodes are the two uh they're two separate seasons uh i just thought it was so funny that this (laughs) you can't see this on wikipedia if you go to this page you can't see this unless you hit edit right and i thought it was hilarious that it says wikipedia formed a consensus on this issue (laughs) who is part of this consensus and why are wikipedia and hulu at odds with each other who will win this debate? I want to know <laughs> what the ultimate answer is. Please, uh, Seth, uh, Seth MacFarlane, please answer us this bring, question. Bring down the ban hammer on either Wikipedia or Hulu. I'm you, all about that Twitter. I just fight. want to be set straight. <laughs> I'm ready. I don't even have a Twitter, yeah. but I will get a Twitter to watch Seth MacFarlane talk about i just thought it was so funny that for the first time in my entire life i was like a mistake on wikipedia i can edit it and make it right right. and then it's just like you idiot we've we've made a consensus on this issue don't even think about it 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 is confusing especially since like if you're trying to decide who to side with it seems like um if the creator is not taking a strong stance that the network would get to decide and Hulu, like you like you're saying, Hulu counts it as one. Wikipedia counts it as two. Yeah. And, but like on the DVD box set, the DVDs count it as one. <gasps> I feel like that oh, like the plot like, thickens. Quote unquote season two. Yeah. Is on volume one of American Dad. Volume one of American Dad is the first twenty three episodes. That is either the first season or the first two seasons, depending on who you ask. I also like, I think the discrepancy comes in the break and air date, but even that is weird to me because episodes two, three, four, five, six, and seven of American Dad aired on a weekly schedule starting in May, going through June. But the first episode, the pilot, aired on February 6th. So if we're going by that logic, there should be three seasons with the first. Exactly. So so there's like three months between episodes one and two, but we're calling that the same season. But between episode seven, which Wikipedia calls the end of season one and episode eight, which Wikipedia calls the first episode of season two, 
there's also about three months. <gasps> Seasons like episode so season seven, one so should just be one episode that's there's pilot in three seasons <laughs> right in season, season one, one and two. Season. <laughs> just yeah, that's uh, like, yeah, it, it's it, crazy, it's bizarre, <laughs> and it's funny that that's a, a disputed thing. I don't know, it, when, and the when, fact that they coded it to <laughs> say it like, hey. Yes. Quit yes. messing with us. We're gonna well, fix like, it. Like this is obviously people had tried to fix this so many times. Exactly, and, uh, and it's because at, at different times it's been available on multiple streaming services: Hulu, Netflix, I believe Amazon Prime. Yeah, and it hasn't been uniform. Like yeah. Netflix went with one ordering, and Hulu went with the other. Like. <clears throat> I don't, I don't. I haven't watched it since it's since it was on Netflix. So like honestly, I've I, only seen the Hulu. One. I, I think what would decide it would be like what were the contracts? Was it a contract for a seven season episode or seven episode season? I mean, or was it a contract? Like what was the contract? Because that's mm-hmm. that's to me how you would break it up if there's dispute. But because I don't know. I almost feel like I have to say, like they have the DVDs. They have volume like volume two does not include Wikipedia season two. It includes Wikipedia season three. So like I have to go with that. Like if volume one is 23 episodes. Yeah. I'm calling that one. So I think uh, we need to make an army of people who just keep editing that and go against until the, like the Wikipedia consensus shifts. Yes. We need to become to a part of this truth, Wikipedia to the higher consensus. Truth. <laughs> I don't know how you get on this board. Let's go to change.org and create right. a petition. All right. So, uh, can I please talk about Tandy Newton's next Tell me, dude. title? Tell so me. the next thing that she's been in that was on TV was NBC's miniseries in 2015 called The Slap. And, oh, ow! Slap. He got me. So I remember when this was getting... I remember seeing promotional material for the show before it came out and thinking, this looks like the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Because it's literally... (laughs) The commercial was just people at a party and some kid is acting up and some guy slaps him and the show is called the slap i don't know it's just <laughs> it's too on the nose and it's not and it's not the punch it's not the the the, the, the bone break it's the slap okay so uh, let me just go into it the slap is an american uh, drama television miniseries which aired on NBC from uh, 2000, uh, April, February to April in 2015 it's an adaptation of uh, the Australian series The Slap which is based on a 2008 novel called The Slap I see I, I love the, like <laughs> we, we don't get them often but I love the based on a based on a yeah yeah based uh, on a show based on a book yeah. all of the same uh, title I, I love, love that it. I love it The Slap The Slap The Slap the miniseries revolves around the aftermath of a birthday party for a middle aged city employee uh, where Harry Apustolo uh, slaps someone else's misbehaving child, Hugo. Uh, oh, that's the name of the child uh, that gets slapped, Hugo. After he uh, kicks him in the leg, Hugo's mother, Rosie, insists on criminal charges, claiming that Harry's slap called caused Hugo's PTSD, though Rosie's diagnosis is later undermined uh, when Hugo mentions how much he misses Harry. Uh, this case slowly makes its way to court. Each episode tells a story 
from the perspective of a different character who was at the party where the slap happened. And okay, so yes, that sounds goofy as hell. Like it sounds fun. The slap, like it's it sounds like they're they're trying to say, oh, give me the skinny, right? Like if I just heard the slap, okay. I would expect it to be like, oh, come on, give me the skinny. And like something about like, oh, tell me the down yeah. low. Okay. But it's literally based around slapping a child at a birthday so, party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I made fun of this movie to my friend or to this, uh, I made fun of the show to my friends. Like I might have like mentioned the trailer to you and tell you how stupid it was. I mean, granted, this would be five years ago, uh, but I was really excited to go watch it today uh, just to see what it's like. And I always tell myself, uh, Johnny, you're not, you're not really into dramas. Like you don't really watch dramas. Um, I don't know why I say that because I watched the first episode as just like, I can't wait to see how stupid this show is. And I'm going to laugh at it. And a lot of it was stupid. And I laughed at some of it. But I watched all of episode two. Like I, I it, it drew me in. Oh, it actually drew me in, and like, uh, it, you know, I, I would never condone hitting a child, but I guess I am because in that show, oh my, oh my god! Okay, you haven't seen it. He that had has it to coming. Be, that, that has to be. Oh my gosh! No, it, he was an awful child. That has to be asterisk. Just, it was just a little. It wasn't even like a big slap. And even like other characters in the show are like, well, he had it. Like basically, this kid was like waving a baseball bat around and trying to hit other children. Right. And a dad like grabbed him away because he was about to hit his kid and like lost his temper and slapped him. That should you slap a kid? No, but like, is it understandable? Yes, but, but it just like ramps up the drama so much, and like it get the story gets told each episode from a different perspective. But like, honestly, the acting's amazing. Uh, the writing's a little goofy at times, but like I said, I watched episode one as just like I can't watch wait to watch a stupid thing, and then after the episode is over, I was like, well. What happens in the next one? <laughs> I kind of want to know. Uh, but um, just real quick, it has it also besides Tandy Newton who plays a major role at least in the first episode. Um, Brian Cox is in it, who is a uh, lead character in the HBO show uh, Succession, which is very very popular. Uh, I also think he was in, I, I, I believe he was in um, Chernobyl as well. Could be wrong. I, like, I love Chernobyl. But uh, he's he's an amazing actor. I think he's he might have. I think he's won awards for uh, Succession. I know Succession has Is won. Awards. Succession, the one about uh, like the really wealthy guy, super who's, wealthy like magnate who like has a family and like is thinking about a succession plan. Yeah, so yeah, that, and like all the kids are awful and they all want the money and it's just it, yeah. it's a very interesting show. Uh, but so it's got Brian Cox, uh, Melissa George, Tandy Newton, Zachary Quinto. Who plays oh, uh, Spock. Spock in the new like the Star new Trek? Spock. Uh, he's also Siler in Heroes, which is the first thing I saw him in. Uh, it's got uh, Peter Sarsgaard, who his brother, is one to... of the Sarsgards. That might be the dad. I'm not sure. Uh, but it also has. Wait for it, Uma Thurman, and really? really, the show is narrated by Victor Garber. Yes, this show randomly has a narrator who pops in and narrates. Like it's it's a bizarre show with 
a kind of funny plot, but it it sucked me in, and like I I honestly want to watch the rest. I I watched uh, the first two episodes on Daily Motion, I believe. So nice. I might be able to find them somewhere else, but it's not on any streaming service that I was able to find. But yeah, that's a uh, that's all I have to say about the slap. I like. You've you've sold me. I'm a hundred percent sold. I will probably hell, watch dude, it tomorrow. Like, uh, I mean, it goes from like goofy, like oh that was a weird line, to like people having a very intense argument that feels very, very, very real. And I'm like, what? Well, oh, right. Okay, maybe this is good. I'm not sure. And definitely <laughs> at least you know a good enough story to be adapted twice now from like from a yeah. book to a TV show twice. Yeah, but like I guess going in, I was thinking like somebody slapping his like nephew. That shouldn't be like a court case. Like that. That seems like they're just trying to ramp up the drama. But like characters say that in the show as well. Like this shouldn't be a court case. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. It's very very interesting. I'm. You've sold me. Yeah. I'll probably watch it because it, it, it to me it seems digestible. It's. Those shows that are like a little bit of everything, but maybe unintentionally a yeah. little bit of everything. That's what it comes across as to me. Definitely was not planning on getting hooked on this show, but really? it, it kind of happened. So <laughs> they're they're doing something right, that's for sure. Israel, do you want to tell me about uh, Tandy Newton's next credit that we have on our outline here, Line of Duty? Well, I will tell you about Line of Duty. That was created by Jad Mercurio, another OBE, uh, just like Tandy herself. Um, it's a British police procedural. As a BBC television series was on BBC Two uh, for from 2012 to 2016, and BBC One 2017 through present. But uh, it. I believe has like a, a an audience of over of over 4.1 million viewers which uh, I think it makes it the the best uh, BBC2 drama series at least of the last decade which that's pretty cool. Yeah, so um when I was doing research on this show, I could not find anywhere that it was streaming. It might be uh I think you said you have BritBox, right? Yeah. Uh, it might be on BritBox. I don't know because it is a BBC thing. Um, so this is that that, that actually I, I can speak to that because I did watch an episode of this. Oh, did you? Okay, uh, it's I just on uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it? But what is bizarre to me is so I found out it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And when I looked up, uh, so so Tandy Newton is in season four. Yeah. So I wanted to watch season four. So I go to uh, Line of Duty, Season 4, click play, works just fine. Line of Duty, Series 4, which is the same thing, like two ninety nine per episode or whatever. Yeah, or you got you got to spell it the American way really? to, to get it to stream for free. That's weird. I, okay, so yeah. I, I lost my train of, train of thought there for a second, but uh, what I was going to say is... Um, but like, why would that be? It's the same like series and seasons, just like an arbitrary like dialectual difference. Yeah. Like, but they're separate listings, but it's the same show. Yeah. What I was gonna say is like I read the synopsis 
for this show on Wikipedia, and it, it it just seemed so convoluted, and there was like so much going on in the synopsis that I eventually didn't even write it down. I just like I just remembered there's just I think everybody in this whole plot is undercover in some way, like spying on another undercover. Like I don't know. I tried to I I had trouble making sense of the synopsis on. Uh, wikipedia i knew i'd have trouble uh, reading it suffice it to say you know it's a police Mm -hmm. procedural and there's just a lot of characters a lot of whom are undercover and there's criminal organizations and there's double agents and i'm also saying that because the synopsis confused me and even even Uh, watching some of season four yeah i wasn't Okay, Super I'm glad clear. you said that because I, uh, I was like, is it know, just me? Was clearly, it... there's people with badges and there's people with guns yeah. and there's crime and there's crime solving and maybe there's crime doing. Yeah, because... uh, there's uh, uh, real it's quick... one of those type of shows. You get it. You see, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, real quick, I have to say the first episode of um, of the slap that I was able to watch on uh, Daily Motion. Um, I don't know if it was just like how they were able to upload it or what. But it was a mirror image, and there was dialogue. Uh, like trying that, to watch The Lion King on YouTube. Yeah, so there was like uh, there was uh, you know uh, subtitles for dialogue in a different language, but it was a mirror image of of words. So it was like I I kept having to pause it and like try to flip the words around in my head, and then like I went straight from that. <clears throat> to trying to read the synopsis of line of duty. And I was like, am I just, just having, confusing. I, I was thinking like, am I trying to like flip these letters around in my head? Like, why is this synopsis confusing to me? I don't think it should be, no, I, but like, I'm, I glad, that, just I'm like, glad you said it was. Confusing yeah. I think it's too. just, you know, complicated because there are a lot of characters, but also I think characters and plot lines change from season to season. Or a series to series for everybody in the UK. Hey, yeah. 5% of you are over there. What's up, guys? Uh, so because I think there's a shift, I, I assume there's a shift in storyline. Again, I only watched some of, uh, of series four because I was trying to get that Tandy action. But uh, I think maybe because it's like probably somewhat complicated with the, with the covert double agent stuff. Yeah every season but then if there's new characters and new storylines every season and they're trying to dump that all into the synopsis i don't know well if you're a fan if you're a fan of line of duty maybe you should go edit the wikipedia entry yeah. for the synopsis make of line it a of little duty. more clear See for if us. you have any better luck than johnny trying to edit the camp or foodie <laughs> entry maybe they'll let you <laughs> yeah. just make it more clear yeah uh so i did look up uh the uh creator and writer jed uh, mercurio of line of duty and nice. um, I did not recognize any of the other th- things that he had worked on, but apparently he is a, 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 a very prestigious writer of novels as yeah. well as TV shows. So, like, this guy's won tons of awards. So I I feel like... En- enough if, to get him that Order of the British Empire. Yeah, so, so I feel like if, if I was able to go in at episode one, this is probably going to be an amazing show because, yeah. like, I, I looked at the Wikipedia page and it's just, uh, like a whole page of just things he's been... Uh, awarded right. with or nominated right. for stuff and like, I didn't know about, but like yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah, like some like remake guy. of Frankenstein that happened in like two thousand like two thousand six. Yeah. Like there's a ton of stuff. But. So when you so when you go to watch Line of Duty and you and you probably should, um, if you're trying on Amazon, try try 
spelling it with season and with series because like it's on there twice and i think it's like a region locked thing that like it's free depending on your regional spelling and, and by free i mean it, you know if you have amazon prime <laughs> well so not, so not really not free <laughs> yeah or if you're lazy and or you just have copious amounts of money that you want to part with you can also get BritBox and all four seasons are available through Amazon via a BritBox subscription. There you go, because nice. BritBox is going to give you a lot of a lot of cool stuff. So the thing that we're most excited to talk about that Tandy Newton has been in. Yeah, we'll put her on my radar. What I saw her in first. The first thing. Uh, the first thing. It's I most likely. I've seen her in. Or at least a thing that stuck her into my brain as just an incredible actress. It's is, another based on a based on a. Yep, yep. We talked uh, talked about it on the um, end of the year special. Yeah. We already talked about Westworld a little yeah. bit based on a it's movie HBO's that's based Westworld. But yeah. but uh, it's also uh, Michael Crichton. It's a Michael Crichton uh, movie. So it was a, it was property. a 1973 film written and directed by Michael Crichton, who just you know. We, we love mentioning both on and off air. I kind of wish he was an actor. We could do an episode about him. Yeah. Get it right. Doctor. Michael oh, yeah. Crichton. Doctor Michael. <laughs> you know Medical thing? doctor Michael Crichton who created ER, uh, Westworld, uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, Sphere, Andromeda Effect, uh, Congo. Those most uh, Almost all of those have been the great made train into robbery, movies or TV Airframe, shows. Airframe, yeah. Lost World. He's incredible. He's, anyway, he's the best. Uh, I always so because I'm a big fan of the uh, Australian, uh, you know, attempt at Star Trek uh, Farscape. The main character is Crichton. His name's John Crichton, but they do like last name addressing on that. Every time someone says Michael Crichton, I think of like. Like the villain raising his fist and saying, Crichton, Crichton, Crichton. <laughs> I'd have to see that. <laughs> I mean, there's multiple villains. You could do yeah. all the voices. but uh, Do we need to say what Westworld is about, even though we've said it well, multiple you know times what? on I'll, this? I'll try to be quick. It's okay. created by Jonathan Nolan. That's right. Chris Nolan's brother. You knew it. It's also created by Lisa Joy, who worked on Pushing Daisies. It's a show I love. And Burn Notice, that's a show many people love. I did like Burn uh, Tandy Newton won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series in 2018. As she should. As she should. She probably should win it every year yeah. uh, for Westworld. But uh, <laughs> she won that for Westworld. Those are some of the highlights about the real-life production, I guess, as far as the story, in case you didn't know. it's uh, There's there's robots. There's robots in a, in a, in a Westworld uh, sort of theme park you can go to and pretend you're in the wild west but it's super realistic but maybe just maybe those robots they got feelings and maybe they have souls and oh. maybe they're real like it Whoa. it uh this show calls into question a lot of morals uh, it it really it, it it brings up a lot of questions just in general about the nature of life, how you treat people, what is right, what is wrong. So like, yeah, basically these rich people can go to a park and basically be the main character of a video game where they're the, you know, they're the protagonist and they can shoot people. They can, you can do anything you want and it doesn't matter because these people that you're doing these things to aren't people, they're robots. 
but they um, start gathering some self-awareness and you start wondering uh, what the ethics and morals is of the whole situation. But I, I feel like the reason uh, we even made Tandy Newton one of our main uh, topics for a week uh, was because of like once, I mean, she's incredible throughout the whole show. The whole show is incredible, but yeah. there was one specific scene that I know you've brought up. Uh, it was on a recording, but I don't think that recording's ever going to air. So it, it's worth saying again. So in, in Westworld, a show which Tandy Newton herself has described as mind expanding. And I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene it takes place in season three in which Tandy Newton, who, you know, not really much of a spoiler, especially if you're into season three, she's one of these hosts. She's a robot who is, she, there's a scene in which she is uh, paused. She's, uh, but real quick, she's not just a robot. She's basically a self, I keep doing that. She's basically a self-aware person. Like these robots, ro for anybody who hasn't seen it, these robots are not just like I'm a robot. Like they they looked no, breathe. Yeah. They're they're real it, people. It, it's a it's a fully humanized. I just wanted to make that android clear for anybody but, who hasn't seen it. I'm sorry. Right, but my, my my point. I mean, I guess that you know, even if it was a person, it could have been magic or something. But the my my point in bringing up that she's robotic is that she's paused. Yeah. she's completely frozen and motionless. Uh, during a portion of a scene where the level of emotion and acting prowess and message I am getting from her face when her character is currently motionless, cannot move, is so is so pure and so clear that I, in that moment, came to the realization that I think that this person is one of the best actors I've ever seen because I've seen a lot of great performances, but I've never seen someone be able to get like that, that level of, of, of clarity and what their character was feeling across to me with also not being able to speak or move. It's wild. It's like, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's not one of those scenes that like makes you cry because it's so sad. It's like, it's like tear jerking because it's inspiring that someone has the ability to convey emotion in that way. Well, I didn't know it's, it was possible. It's like being the photographer and the subject at the same time and being able to convey something as deep as she does. I think it's just too insanely difficult. Yeah. Just to, to put it in, in perspective, like uh, if you watch from season one, you see this character get mistreated, uh, like a bunch of tragic, tragic things happen to her. And you're rooting for this character uh, throughout every season for the most part. And in season three, there's a situation where uh, I, I believe she's being blackmailed or being made to do something because she is a robot and the person who's doing it knows that she's a robot. And she like grabs a knife to kill the person who is trying to blackmail her. And he just pauses her. And, and like, and in that moment, she realizes that this person has complete power over her. And she is like in the act 
isn't that how it happens like she's like in the act of like trying to kill them and he's just like walking circles around her and like reprimanding her and making fun of her and it's like completely humil humiliating and like she like is 100% motionless but just with the way she's expressing like through her eyes like you can feel like I've I've never felt such a wave of frustration and anger yeah. towards uh you know a TV show where like I I don't know I really um uh I really uh got where that character was coming from and like I could feel like she did it so well you could feel it yeah. yourself you like oh just I wish you could move, like kill him, please. Like, like, like the, the opposite of somebody does something bad to you, right? They call or like they call you out on something, and you're like, "Well, that was unfair," but you don't have a like a, a just like a, you don't have a, a fair platform to defend yourself on. Yeah, and you kind of just have to eat it, right? And that feeling that you have, uh, typically, I remember being younger and having that feeling, but like after something like that happened, be like, "Oh, I, I do. I wish I could say this. I wish I could do that." Yeah, it's the opposite of that. It's having all of those feelings, but knowing that your hands are tied behind your back. Yeah. And you're not allowed to speak. Yeah. It's so, like, like uh, Israel's the person who really brought this scene up to me. And, like, I watched it again. And, like, I remember being really emotionally impacted by it. But, like, I can only remember two times in my life where I have watched something that made me, like, go, wow. That elevated what I thought acting could be. Right. Like that, that hit me on an emotional level in so many different ways. Like I almost felt bad or weird for watching because it felt too real. Uh, Like uh, there's, like I said, there's only been two times for that, uh, like that for me. And it's been uh, Westworld, uh, that scene with Tandy Newton in season three and uh, specifically the movie uh, brothers starring, um, uh, the first Spider-Man, what's his name? Well, Jake Gyllenhaal and... Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Uh, that was the other movie where uh, Tobey Maguire... I, I don't, I don't want to go into it a ton. Yeah. Uh, Brothers is a crazy drama. Uh, but there's a scene where <clears throat> Tobey Maguire, uh, basically his brother is sleeping with his wife, but his wife thought he was dead in Afghanistan. And it's just like this emotionally charged scene that was so raw and so well done i i felt weird for watching it i did not know acting could get to a point where i felt bad for watching it because it felt too real like Mm -hmm. i i was like this is like this is something private i shouldn't see like this is too this is too much for me i i did not uh i agree with you in comparing those two on similar levels of acting yeah um but only Tandy Newton I, and um, Tobey Maguire have done that for me. Yeah, and now that you're saying that, I think for the most part, I, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that compete with them. But I think I agree with you. I wouldn't have off the top of my head made that connection. Mm-hmm. But that scene from Brothers is by far one of, in my mind, yeah. the I, greatest acted moments of what I've seen. Ever. That's, uh, I've yeah. ever seen. I saw that movie one time after it came out when I was like yeah. 15. And I remember watching it with Eddie, and after it, I was, after it was done, I was just like, 
I I don't know what to say. Like yeah, I, I've yeah. never forgotten that movie. I've watched that clip again and again that Tommy Wired is in that I've talked about, and like every time, it hits me way too hard. It just it feels like I'm watching a documentary. Like it's yeah. too much, or or just like a, a wall cam in somebody's actual life. Yeah, it's, it's like I ooh, no, I shouldn't I shouldn't be seen. Do this. you know what I? Damn. yeah yeah oh my gosh i get chills it's too thinking much, about the episode dude and yeah so i i, I definitely think that like mo- moments like that are, are few and far between yeah so like if you if if you if that means something to you and you enjoy that and you for some reason haven't haven't watched westworld like it, it's fantastic. We we're talking about this beautiful moment in season three. It's fantastic from season one. So definitely absolutely start it there and move forward. And Tandy Newton's in it all. So no, no reason to skip anything, but it's a, uh, if you want that, I will say, you know, we, we don't, we don't always say this, but it, this is definitely a, like a, a phones down eyes up uh, show. And where also you, where, where like, you're not, you're not, like there's plenty of shows that you can watch while also talking to your family or cooking dinner or folding the laundry. But, uh, you know, there's plenty of shows that are not. And Westworld is not one of those. It, 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 it demands your full attention for the full experience, but it's absolutely worth it. And if you give it your full attention, you will be rewarded. Oh yeah. Um, oh, also yeah. I, I will say, uh, this show is TVMA. There is a lot of nudity, um, I will yeah, say it's on HBO. It's one of those. And if it, if this matters to you, I will say most of it is non-sexual nudity. It's just these people, uh, are playing robots who, yeah. um, get also, serviced when they're just, when they're violent. in the lab, Nude. there's yeah. no reason for them to have clothes because they're an object to the, to the 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 creators yeah. or whatever. It might be weird if you watch it with your mom, right? And if it's be, not weird, because, yeah. because yeah. in reality, like that, like the, them being an object and a robot is the is the storyline. Yeah. But of course, in reality, that is a person yeah. standing there. So like that that is something to know. You know, if you didn't know, and also it is it is it is very violent, especially because they're able to take some. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, liberties with physical limitations since characters that look like humans are actually robots. So they can, they can up the violence in a conceivably plausible way for the storyline. But it is, uh, it's a wildly good show. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's up there with one of the best shows I've, I've ever seen. Like like, I I don't know what to compare to besides Game of Thrones or something that, of that caliber. The only reason I can't just right now tell you that it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's better than Game of Thrones or as good as Game of Thrones or like as good as The Sopranos is only because it's still ongoing. Yeah. And I like am waiting to see if it becomes better than everything else or if it becomes just rankable with top tier television but it's already proven. But it could it's, it's, it could take the number one spot, right? Like it we could, don't know. It's, it could be. The it best, might be the best show of all time. It might be the best show <laughs> of all time. We'll have to wait and see. It's currently one of the best shows out there, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just one more thing that I'll mention about Tandy Newton. Uh, she also uh, is 
um, one of the hormone monsters from uh, Big Mouth, a show that I, I personally can't recommend. It's a little bit too much for me, but I know it's pretty popular. Uh, she also appears as herself as a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, but that, I think, concludes her TV credits. I, I don't we were... wear deodorant, and I only take bubble baths. <laughs> What's that's, that? That's from Big Mouth. Oh, that's the, <laughs> char- that's the character she plays. Oh, is it? She has an extremely, I can't do it, she has an extremely like sultry voice. Yeah. Because she's supposed to be a hormone monster. I All haven't right. seen a whole bunch of it, but I've seen, I've seen that clip. I don't know, I've heard you be pretty Fair sultry. Enough. I am a sultry past, man. I've heard sultry you man. sultry, so if you, if you can't get there, it just tells you how sultry it is. Uh, real quick, I'll just shout out. I'm not going to talk about these, but uh, Tandy Newton has been in a lot of films, uh, pretty prominent ones. I'll start with uh, Mission Impossible 2 in the year 2000. It was an accident. Uh, the Truth About Charlie, uh, Shade, Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Crash, which she Chronicles was nominated. Yeah, which uh, Crash in 2004, she was nominated for a bunch of awards on that one. Pursuit of Happiness, I believe she plays uh, the wife of the main character opposite Will Smith. Uh, Norbit, um, Rock and Roller, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People, W, period. Uh, 2012, the um, end of the world movie. Vanishing on 7th Street, which I really, really liked. Uh, That was a creepy movie. It also had Hayden Christensen in it, who is uh, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Four Colored Girls, Retreat, Good Deeds, uh, Half of the Yellow Sun, Gringo. Uh, She was also in Solo, A Star Wars Story as Val. Uh, The Death and Life of John F. Donovan, Reminiscence, and All the Old Knives. Those are her... uh, Am I too? Yep, yep, that was the first one I said, Mission Possible 2. And and, uh, just special side note, just because I thought it was interesting, Gridlocked in 1997 with Tupac Shakur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gridlocked. How how insane is that, that our person of the week... Acted in a movie. ...who we know is famous from a late 2010s show... Yeah. ...acted side-by-side with the... Tupac Shakur, who like it, you know, feel of like... course, is not known for acting so much as yeah, yeah. his music career. Yeah, I just and I I have not seen Gridlocked. I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, I just found that interesting. And the absolute last thing I'll say about Tandy Newton before we go on to what have we been watching is um, I read uh, a lot of stuff about her personal life, and uh, from what I have read, she is extremely charitable. Uh, very like uh, donates to a lot of charities, does a lot of uh, work in uh, different countries, and uh, just honestly seems like an all-around incredible person. Um, but yeah, there like there's so much written about all of that that I just decided to sum it up. But yeah, please go out and watch something that Tandy Newton has been in. Uh, You'll probably enjoy it. I I mean, I even enjoyed the slap, which I made fun of before I saw it. But like, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely wonderful. Thomas, what have you been watching this week, my man? I have been uh, cheating. Okay. I watched uh, the end of the last season of Shit's Creek. Okay. Oh, so good. And I have not watched the second season. Or no, there's five, right? 
I'm not I sure. I haven't seen all. I think of it. there's five seasons. Oh, shit's great. Yeah. Well, you just all you know is you've watched the last. That's what you're telling me. Well, no, I've seen the whole. I've there's seen six seasons. Six. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen the first two. Yeah. In, episodes in order. And then I watched like I have not finished it. I think I'm on the second to last episode. And so I didn't realize this. Our our washer Wait, that's cr- that's crazy. Our washer exploded. And so I show up home. That's a terrible excuse. And Danielle's <laughs> in like a tizzy, right? And I'm like trying to like be like, it's fine. The ceiling's leaking because yeah. our washer is on in our loft. Mm-hmm. And oh. so like all of our light fixtures in our kitchen are leaking oh, water. Oh my god! And we have like all the light switches taped down. And I turned off the breaker. And like they're ta- we live in an apartment, so like they're taking care of it. Like yeah. it's yeah. not it's yeah. not a huge deal, but, but still. still, it would be like shocking at the time. It's, it's yeah. not a fun fun experience to go through. Yeah, and so like. <laughs> I show up home. Danielle's watching the show. I'm not going to like tell her I haven't seen something. And so like, I just sit down and I love Shit's Creek. Yeah. So like, it doesn't matter yeah. if I it's don't great. really okay. know like the general, like season plot line. Yeah. I can still really get into the characters. Cause I love all of those characters, but needless to say, um, have you guys seen all of it? No, I have. You have. I have not. So I cried. I won't, I won't really, I won't, uh, break or Don't spoil, spoil anything I, I for you. I do plan on watching it all. But like I did I did watch the the episode with the business deal and like just the ups and downs of that episode dude are excellent. <laughs> and like that doesn't spoil anything for you. Yeah, You're going to yeah. know about that at whatever Thank I've you. said you'll know at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But like just the ups and downs of that episode altogether are just hilarious, sad, happy like so many emotions in that episode. It is just I love that. Top tier TV. TV show. I think, I believe that Shit's Creek might hold the record for most Emmy Awards for a single season. Really? But like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's extremely good. Well, David, I can't remember the, the actor's name, mm-hmm. but he won, I think, Sexiest Man Alive, if I'm not, Danielle told me, I'm pretty sure. Uh, of 2020, I think, I think it. I think his real life name is Dan. Is it Levy or Levy? Dan L E V Y. Dan Levy. Yeah, is David Rose. I yeah, I believe that he won Sexiest Man Alive, which is like a, a Vogue thing or a GQ thing or right, something. Right. Um, but yeah, he he won that. But did his character, and it's, I can, basically point it into one face that he makes. Like my entire obsession with his character yeah. is the, that, and I like you guys can't see me making this face, it's but you like know what letting, face I'm making. You know he's disgusted. Like how could you say that? Well, disgusted, confused, whatever it is, right, it's right. this same face, but it's always correct. Whenever he makes the face, it might be the same face as disgusted as confused. Yeah. But it's always the same face, but it always makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's so applicable. Okay, so I'm so sorry. So that good. that just that just reminded me of uh, something I don't think we said about Tandy Newton that I thought I put in the outline, but I guess I didn't. Uh, she uh, is a vegan and was named PETA's uh, Sexiest Vegan of 2014 <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, that's Tan- such... Tandy Newton. Well, first off, that PETA gives a... out a well, Sexiest yeah, Vegan that, Award. That's such why a particular Right? Right? No, that's what it says. It says uh, she was named Not only PETA's a... Sexiest Vegan of 2014. Not like PETA's list of like <laughs> top sexiest people or top sexiest models that is their sexiest vegan 
of the year. I think PETA needs to reevaluate its uh, hey, what it's doing. Well, if it's I mean, to, the to, be, to, be, to be fair, yeah, she's a very beautiful. Yeah, person. no, I'm not arguing but that. Also, I'm like, just saying, PETA what are their qualifications? Like, is Tommy Chong a vegan? I think he's a beautiful person. Who? Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. I think he might be one of the most beautiful people on the planet. But like, I. I but I'm just saying, like, what what is Pete? What are Peta's <laughs> rules here? And being vegan, so you're already in like eight percent of the planet, maybe. Yeah. So like, well, if you, if I think that's almost if you're, a higher... only, if you're only counting humans. Well. <laughs> <laughs> If you're counting the animals, it's about 50-50, I'd say. Oh, my gosh. I'd say about half of the creatures under God's beautiful <laughs> yellow sun <laughs> aren't, kill, aren't killing anybody just to survive. <laughs> well, I kind of I feel like he's a fan of Superman. I feel like God's a fan of Superman. It's kind of like an allegory for him and his, his son, his kid. That was, a, that was a very large, small point that you just I'm made. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I thought that was really funny, and I didn't think it was brought up. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, it would be such my point, point being overshadowed by Jonathan's I'm point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I watched Shit's Creek. That's it is good. Go watch it. It's a fun show. I really, yeah. every time I watch it, I, I think I know that I like it, and then every time I watch it, I like it more. And it uh, like just keeps my my enjoyment and pleasure in watching it just keeps growing. Give the people what they it. want, Thomas. Where can where can they watch the show? Uh, where I was watching it was Netflix. Nice. Yeah. All right. All Is it Netflix. a Netflix original? No, I don't believe so. No, it's a. I believe uh, I'll I'll triple check for us, but I believe it's a Canadian show, and mm. that can and that uh, Netflix is like the U.S. distributor. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a C, it's a CBC. It's on Pop TV in the US, but like So if you're spending those Kanucky Stan Kopecks, you can yeah. go you can watch that on CBC. Or if you yeah. if you somehow earn like with those weird green paper American dollars and trade them in for cable Spend service, your loonies. Like spend it's your the toonies. 1920s. Get yourself And so you get yourself Pop TV, it's on there. But I'm sure you, like the rest of us, earn digital dollars, and you spend those <laughs> digital dollars on digital services like Netflix, which is where you can watch it. If you spend thirty nine ninety nine on a hardcover book, you'll see it on Pop TV. If you spend twenty eight seventy nine on a book, you can watch it on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Next, <laughs> Israel. Please pray. Pray tell. Query. Query. Good Query. sir. <clears throat> good sir. What have you been watching this week? I'll tell you what I've been watching this week. Please do. And I'll give you a hint. That's what some advice. Yeah. To live by. Okay. And that is, of course, strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. Show no mercy. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. It's a way of life. Cobra Kai was on YouTube from 2018 to 2019 until Netflix was like, this is so good. We need it. And so they made the 2021 season, the third season. It's created by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. Uh, you might not know them, but they brought to you Harold and Kumar. They oh co-created gosh, this okay. show with Josh Heald, who brought to you Hot Tub Time Machine. Nice. So that's sort of like the people we're working with here. That's one of my favorite time machine movies. <laughs> to make this show. 
But, but, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm telling you to go watch it. I'm telling you it's fun. And it's got, it's got Ralph Macchio, which of course is Daniel LaRusso. Ralph Macchio, the actor born with the character's name. <laughs> is the karate kid <laughs> and his his foil his villain the true karate kid according to barney from how i much your mother yeah. william zabko uh who of course is the cobra kai kid um in the in, in that first movie but uh if you haven't seen the show it's got all the the member berries which is to say the nostalgic effect of bringing up clips or storylines from the original Karate Kid movie, especially the sur- the first season, like leans heavily on the first movie. But as the series goes on, they reference the uh, the, the the other movies in the franchise as well. Um, but it, it's really just super fun. It, it, it like it is cheesy, like it it has a cheesy element to it. But I feel like I feel like in a way that it leans into and that it's purposeful. I also think that there's a this bizarre thing this is really more so for for viewers of the show whether you're a future viewer or a current viewer i think that it's a show made in the 2010s and and everyone looks like they're from that era except for miguel who looks like he's from the 2000s and robbie who looks like he's from the 90s and there's like no reason to me why they're like these two characters are both like they seem like very specifically from these eras when it comes to movies and tv shows from those eras that like everyone else including the william zabka and and ralph macchio reprising their own own roles like everyone else is doing a thing in the 2010s and like the actor playing miguel is somehow from the 2000s and the actor playing Robbie is somehow from the nineties. It's weird. Uh, maybe that is pointless to say, but I feel like if you watch the show and you think that when you look at them, that that'll mean something to you. I, it's funny that you've been watching that. I did actually have a discussion with a coworker about this today. And she said that, that it was needlessly cheesy, but not that she didn't like it. Right. She said right. that. And I was like, so you didn't like it. She's like, no, no I no, loved no. it. Like, and I was like, wait a second. It's only really so needlessly cheesy. Sounds bad. Right. Right. And she was like, no, but it's not, no, it's enjoyable. Especially if you were a fan of the original movies. Yeah. And I guess and it doesn't disrespect them in any way. Which yeah. You think with all the cheese, uh, the cheese is more so I think pointed at like the eighties in general, right. not necessarily right. those movies. Yeah. So real quick, I, I just want to say, cause I don't know if you've seen this, uh, David Spade had a, uh, a, a new show on comedy central where he like interviewed people and also had like comedy guests on, uh, that got canceled, but Netflix picked it up. And it's now his show. David Spade's show is now called uh, the Netflix After Party, and uh, uh, at least as of last night, there was only one episode out. And in that episode, he has the cast of Cobra Kai on, of the, on that on his show, and interviews them, nice. and uh, they all get to talk and ask some questions about the show. So I was just going to throw that out. I just watched that last night, but I have not seen Co- all of Cobra Kai. I think oh, I watched dude, the I first can't... two episodes with you. Yeah. But I haven't seen it all yet, and I think I saw some spoilers in uh, 
the Netflix after party. But yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. You, to you watched guys. the after but show I... show before you watched the actual. Well, I show. watched the, I watched David Spade show on uh, Comedy Central before it got okay. canceled. So I was just like, oh, I want to see what it's like on Netflix. And they only had one episode. And it was Cobra Kai. So I just I, I had to watch it because I want to see it. But. You have lost a corner or you have gotten points on your TV boy license <gasps> because of that. Oh, I'm sorry, TV boy, police, police officer, <laughs> police philosopher. <laughs> yeah. What's next? You watching the talking dad before the walking dad or watching aliens before Do aliens straight to, straight to TV boy. Do jail. not collect 200. <laughs> but. Oh, you watch the originals without watching the vampire diaries. You fool. <laughs> Danielle will convert you one day, Jonathan. To hey. what? To Vampire Diaries. Oh no. I, I mean, I've I, been I've been re I'll so, do it. I've been refinishing the show lately because when I finished it last it wasn't all over. So I just like started back at season five. I forgot how much I like that show and how cheesy it is at times. Alright, oh, real yeah. quick. Did you have anything else to say about your show? I feel like we're pretty well derailed, so <laughs> I'm just trying. If I you really want to have to pee, some... and I want to finish this before throw I throw it in, throw it in. Do you got anything? No, no, no. Co- Cobra Kai was was super fun. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. What'd you watch this week? Uh, so this week, um, I've watched a lot of things, which I'll probably talk about in later episodes. But the first thing I'm going to mention is uh, How to with John Wilson. Um, I think I like stumbled across like a an article on Twitter maybe by Vox about how great this show was. And I didn't really think very much of it, but I eventually watched it. It's on HBO max. Uh, how to with John Wilson is a, a comedy television docuseries uh, by filmmaker, John Wilson. The series is uh, executive produced by Nathan Fielder uh, and oh, Michael Nathan for you, Fielder? Michael Corman. Yeah. So the, the production company um, is Nathan Fielder's production company and um I'll, before uh i'll just say the the plot is john wilson attempts to give advice while dealing with his own personal issues the 25 minute episodes uh are framed as tutorials and filmed on the streets of new york city uh they cover topics from small talk to scaffolding scaffolding while each episode initially focus focuses on its title topic in the course of the investigation, Wilson meets people and strikes up conversations that lead in unpredictable uh, directions. Um, that's a really good way to put it. I don't want to give anything away because it is like a really, um, it's really a, a treasure. I think um, they, uh, he makes some like really like a uh, grand kind of philosophical statements about life and uh, things he's learned throughout each episode. And by the end of the first season, it kind of culminates into uh, an entire idea, but it's all very, very uplifting. Uh, I think I already told Israel, it feels like a spiritual successor to Nathan for you. Um, John Wilson very much feels like uh, Nathan Fielder. If you've ever seen Nathan for you, that show is also incredible. I'd highly recommend it. So Um, fun. It's so fun. But it's basically the, uh, like unsure narrator like this like the narrator uh john wilson narrates each episode as he films them um and he's uh, you know stumbling over his words like he's uh like he's morty or you know something like that from rick and morty uh but it's uh it's really it's it's really it, it's something else i would highly recommend it i will say um it has some uh just very explicit 
male nudity in two episodes that I did not see coming. So that kind of jumps out of nowhere. So maybe don't have it on in the background while you're have young children or grandparents or parents over. Uh, but if you, you know, <laughs> if, uh, if you're looking for something to watch before you go to bed and you got some time, each episode is about 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's way, way better than I thought it would be. And, uh, I, I, I love it. it and uh, it's been, um, it's been renewed for a second season. So, uh, yeah, this, this show just, uh, came out in October. It aired from October to, uh, December of this year. It's on HBO max. I can't recommend it enough. I think both of you would honestly really like it. That sounds awesome. I, love explicit male nudity in two episodes <laughs> yeah I, that's that's really why i brought it up but only, i know that would rope you three in. episodes is too much yeah two episodes i think is the perfect amount if you're looking for male nudity in a yeah. tv show but it's specifically that like nathan fielder like it is like kind of the extremely the like all of the narration is written from somebody with very very high level of social anxiety and like, yeah, he comes across it like that and he stumbles over his, his words. And like, it just, I don't know for somebody who also has uh social anxiety, yeah. I was just like, well, yeah, I totally get this. I love this guy. Well, there's only, there's only one thing you want after watching Nathan for you. And that is of course, more Nathan for you. And since there isn't any, yeah. once you finished it, this ha- having this as like the next thing Nathan Fielder is so made, close. It sounds great. It's so close too. It's like I'm, I'm unaware of both vein. of these shows. So I've you haven't seen Nathan so for you. The fact that you guys you are like you. that, you guys are raving. Wow, makes me feel so weird. No, like it's like a, and it, like it, it wasn't, no, it's okay. It wasn't, if you it's not a well, it. it's not a well advertised show. No, yeah, but. You're going to love it, and I would say that with more assurance than I said you're going to love. Um, you should leave now. I think you should leave now. Now you should leave. I think you should leave. Yeah, like that's a show that I would be like, oh, you're for you're you'll for sure love that. Like, I'm I'm even. I think that's funnier than Nathan for you, but I'm even more sure. Yeah, that you'll love Nathan for you. Nathan for you is is incredible. Yep. We'll, so talk, you're saying, we'll talk about them more. And you're saying yeah. both of the they're spiritual cousins or uh, whatever. How to with John Wilson is a spiritual yeah, successor yeah, yeah. to Nathan for you. Nathan for you came first, and this was create like it. Well, uh, I'm I'm almost positive John Wilson filmed everything and probably almost wrote everything, but it is produced by Nathan Fielder, so he made this happen, and I am sure that it has his. Uh, oh, hands so the original bit. guy was involved in the production of the show that you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Nathan for you is has the his, is, his is real name Nathan is Nathan Fielder. Fielder yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got and, I got uh, that yeah, part. Yeah. I didn't I did not make the connection that that guy was involved with both productions. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you know one, you'll probably if you like one, you'll almost definitely like the other, and vice versa. So, I I can't rec- recommend it enough. And I think both of you guys would love it. Uh, and that is it. That's all I got to say. I th- I think that might be it for, for this week. We've talked about one of our favorite actors, Tandy Newton. And again, uh, one of the, as far as like peak moments and best acting I've ever seen. 
uh, one of the few people who's who's gotten to that point and I would be so excited for anyone listening to have that experience so please do and you can do that by watching her work specifically in Westworld but honestly she's great in everything that she's in um even the slap even the slap. <laughs> if you can watch the slap <laughs> like it sounds goofy but it's uh it, it drug me in I, this has been a lot of fun this week i think that like it, it it's super cool to just be so struck by a performance to want to look into to more that that person's done and it's always gratifying to see that they've been uh in great things and or done great work and uh, Tandy Newton's a really great person, really powerful and strong person. And you probably already enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you'll enjoy anything else you, you see about her. I do want to say that if you're still here with us, that I really appreciate it. And thank you. If you could do one thing for me, maybe one thing for Thomas, maybe one thing for Johnny, that would be. But mostly for Izzy. Right. Mostly kidding. for me. Uh, just share the show with one other person because I bet I bet if you think really hard, if you look with inside yourself, you know one other person that enjoys television. And so since this show is for people who enjoy television, share it with that person. And hey, you know what? Maybe we'll luck out and you know more than one person who likes TV. Yeah. I know we do. So that's why we're doing this. Uh, we'd really love it. But uh, also, if you could let us know what you think about Tandy Newton, what you think about Westworld, The Slap, Line of Duty, uh, any of the other shows we talked about, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, for now, the one of the easiest ways to get at us is to reach out at The TV Boys on Twitter. Uh, we're there. We're ready to hear from you. Uh, anybody else want, want to say anything before we go? Israel's a liar. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. My my wish is not well, not to say that I don't want you to share the show, uh yeah. share the show, but that is not my main wish. What is your main wish? Uh my main wish is that uh you would tweet at us a question that you would like us to answer. Thomas really wants those qu- those cues. And we we may answer your cue. Yeah. Uh the sooner the better, the worse the awful. Yeah. Uh don't do it later. Thomas Just gets more and more upset every week that goes by that nobody <laughs> sends him a question. Yeah, send me a gosh darn question. <laughs> and I will I'll scream while they answer so that I can be the only <laughs> unadulterated answer. <laughs> Just so he's right. Because he wanted it. You know what? I think that's fair. I think I get it. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else to say. I just Me want to say either. thank That's you it. to the people who thank have you. been listening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's crazy that you know we've uh, we've reached people from different different continents. It's yeah. Oh my gosh! If you're if you're across the pond, yeah, and you listen to us, what? Thank you for listening. <laughs> what time is it there? What? Yeah. <laughs> What's the? Is it summer there? Because it it's still, winter here. Yeah. Is that really how it works? Did it, did you are you guys also in your new year? Is twenty yeah. twenty started over there? Oh my! Is it? <laughs> Is it still? All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Yeah. I've been Johnny. I've been Izzy, and I have been Thomas. If you could go ahead and watch another episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Tandy, don't leave me. <laughs> what?